I am so interested to talk to Stu today because Stu was in the Blaze TV Washington, D.C. studios watching the president's speech. I was actually in the room with Rush Limbaugh and, and the president and all of the nightmares in white. Uh, and what I saw, what I felt, I don't know if you felt it through the television. One of, I, I would say this may be I'd have to go back and look at some Reagan State of the Unions this may be the best State of the Union I have ever seen uh, and he has totally changed the dynamic I you don't need Oprah anymore Donald Trump did an Oprah at the State of the Union last night we'll go there and get the uh, views of Thomas Massey when we come back this in one minute the Glenbeck program Thomas Massey represents Kentucky's 4th Congressional District that stretches all across northern Kentucky, 280 miles of the Ohio River. He is, um, you know, he's a smart guy. I mean, he's no Glenn and Stu, uh, but he did go to MIT. Uh, He's on three different committees, the House Committee for Transportation and Infrastructure, the Committee on Oversight and Government Reform, I love you. And the Committee on Science, Space, and Technology. He's um, he's also the guy who uh, last night took me down to the skiff and took a picture of me at the door of the skiff. Wouldn't let me in for some reason. <laughs> Wouldn't let me in. But uh, we were down where that those all the secret meetings went on with the uh, with the whistleblower. Welcome, Thomas. How are you? Yeah, you bet. Um, First of all, let's start with the um, well. We're we're halfway through a historic twenty-four hours. Yeah, we got the State of the Union last night, which was just outrageously good, in my opinion. And then, uh, in at what four o'clock this afternoon, the Senate's going to vote to acquit. Yeah, this is a it's an amazing slice of history. This twenty four yeah. hour window, yeah. and to be there last night was just amazing. Uh, on the floor of the house, I started out by shaking the president's hand as he mm. came in, yeah. uh, and thanking him for yeah. the work that he's done. And then, boy, when he started into that speech, I think those Democrats uh, had super glue on their on their seats because they refused to stand up for. I mean, just if he had said apple pie or baseball or Mm. I mean, at times he he, could have come out and said, I like socialism and they would have they would not have clapped and they would not have gotten up. That's right. I mean, no matter what he said, even if it was stuff they've always been for. I mean, he 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 talked about many things that they have been for and they couldn't applaud. They couldn't applaud at at uh, the lowest unemployment rate, the lo- the highest employment rate for African-Americans ever, the highest uh, uh, employment rate for uh, Hispanics and Asians, women, nothing. 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 It, w- it was incredible. He got a few of them to clap for criminal justice reform right. because they co-sponsored the bill. But even people that voted for that bill wouldn't get up and clap or even acknowledge that the president did something good by signing the bill. Let me ask you this. Um, Last year, I was your guest uh, at the State of the Union, and um, 
I felt it was, remember the, the president was kind of, uh, he was almost squirrely at a couple of times. He'd go, come on, you can clap for that. Remember? He yeah, would look over right, to the right. left and go, come on. And it was still a little good-natured. Right. Last night, I felt from them hatred. I mean, I that room was full. They hate him. Seething. Seething, Seething hatred. hatred. And, you know, I shook the president's hand when he came in. To do so, I had to sit on the aisle. Yeah. So I was just a few feet from those Democrats who would not stand up for the president for anything, for anything good about America. And I would look over at them. And literally, I could lean over and touch mm-hmm. some of them and just look at them in the eyes and, and think, what is going through your head right now? Why, what is it that you hate about this man so much that you're going to be so spiteful and hate our country? I mean, when he just talked in generalities about the country and how we need to put Americans first, they wouldn't stand up. Not a single one of them could I see clapping when he said we need to put America and Americans first. Right. I mean, there were things last night that he said, I thought this was a wildly uniting speech because there were things in there that pissed me off. You know, when he was me talking too. about me too, yeah, high speed Internet <laughs> for everybody. I'm like, that's not the government's job. <laughs> right. And that's one of the things that they were demanding uh, before was high speed Internet, high speed Internet for everybody. Well, good. I'm I'm for that. Let's have companies do that, not the United States government. And they I know because how long did we spend on the stupid Internet thing? Remember, if you're oh, a mother. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was the the Lum- Lumbee tribe? Yeah, the, the Lumbee, Lumbee tribe. tribe. Right they didn't there, have one clip. They didn't have any. Uh, they didn't have any high speed Internet. And Obama wanted high speed Internet for everybody here. He's proposing it and they won't stand up. They won't even clap. He didn't mm. extend an olive branch. He extended an olive tree. He did. An olive orchard. He did. Okay? He did. And they didn't take any of it. the family leave act. I mean, holy cow. By he, the way, I didn't vote for the Family yeah. Leave Act. And the, I, and, I and, know and, that. And he's proposing to extend it. Extend it. Yeah, yeah. To private companies. Right. Right. And to me, that was, he was trying to build a bridge to the yeah, Democrats. Yeah, was. It was a, that was a bridge a little far. Yeah. But. Well, all the stuff he talked about the unions. Right. He talked about the unions last night. And, of course, the, the new NAFTA agreement was a gift to the unions. Nothing. Nothing. Crickets on, on their side. Um, and, I mean, that's just incredible because some of those folks have co-sponsored those bills. Right. Some of them voted for those bills. Right. But they just hate him so much. This is So how are we going to get through the next four and a half years? Oh, you know, he's got to spank him at the ballot box again yeah. for them to learn that he's in line with American... Americans, and they're not. I mean, this was basically laying the framework for the 2020 election, or or the stark contrast. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't about an election, but you could see the stark contrast between what President Trump stands for and what the Democrats stand for. And mm-hmm. he put he laid out a vision for America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, state state of the unions or uh, speeches are supposed to be and and oftentimes are hopeful and he did that at the end i mean it's he beautiful. was talking about 
That was the best speech. That's the best speech he's given. Last year, I thought it was the best speech he's given. He's good at this, which Stu and I were talking about it. Never would have expected him to be good at a State of the Union address because he's just not a great reader and not a great speech giver. Yeah. He's good off the cuff in yeah. his own way. I expect good rallies. I expect good one-liners at debates. I right. wouldn't expect uh, but this a great was a, State of the Union. He's good at this. I think yeah. this was a redefining of the State of the Union address. I think this one, I mean, when you know, there were so many, that thing is boring as snot every year, let's be honest. But there were so this many. This one was anything but boring, especially oh, yeah. if you were in the room. I don't know how this. How did it translate? Not in the room, Stu. Could you feel the hatred? Not as much as you're saying. I mean, they certainly. You could hear jeers occasionally. Oh, they were. Um, they were nonstop. Yeah, they were nonstop. You can't hear um, what's really going down on the floor. I no. mean, you can't hear it. You can't see it. It was nonstop. They got to a point. Towards the end, I don't know if you noticed this, Thomas, but you were close enough yeah. to it. They got to a point to where one one woman actually put her head in her hands and just laid down in her own lap, just like I I can't do it anymore. Um, I watched two or three of them walk out. Yeah, mm-hmm. three which, of them I saw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and literally at times he had to speak over them yeah. because they were jeering so loudly now if you were watching it on TV the sound was being picked up by his microphone so you wouldn't have gotten the entire ambiance right. of the room right which at times was was jeers from the democrats right. and he just instead of acknowledging them he or, just plowed he through. plowed through all that yeah it, it, he did i mean that was an expert last night an expert performance at um, just plowing through. And I wondered if you heard that because many, many times he was being jeered by them and he just raised his voice and he just didn't stop. Yeah, no. And I, that's what we're going to. And that was smart because you, it was not detectable largely. I yeah. wish it was. Yeah. I really, I, I really mm. wish people could see the State of the Union the way I've seen it the last two years because you. It's a totally different world. Can I admit to breaking with decorum at one point in yeah. his speech? Uh, in the beginning, we started chanting. We started a little chant where I was, four more years. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know yeah. if that came out oh, on TV. I heard it. Did, did you hear that? that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I participated in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was. And you know what's funny is every time the, the Republicans really responded with, yeah. Yeah. Was when he was covering for them. That's right. It, it, it and it, I mean, can I admit? Yes. Can I admit They didn't something? drag you out of the gallery. They didn't <laughs> drag me out of the gallery, but uh, they might have. Uh, but uh, there was a couple of times to where I didn't necessarily even fully agree with, you know, the, the I, I, I agreed with it, but I wasn't like, yeah. But because they jeered, mm-hmm. when people started to clap, I was first on my feet going, yeah, yeah. you know, and the guys next to me, I was with this guy from uh, Oklahoma and the other one was, oh, I can't remember where the other one was from, and a guy from North Dakota in front, and they were, they were MAGA guys. Yeah. And they, they were lifting the roof off. Well, the group that I sat with, um, we resolved every time that we heard the Democrats jeering at him while he was trying to speak, 
that when he was done speaking, that we would clap twice as loudly. You heard it. Yeah. You heard it. You heard that, at least in the room. Um, we, we're going to continue our conversation because there was there were a couple of really touching things. Uh, I watched uh, Elon Omar and Rashida Tlaib closely, and their statement when they walked out, we just couldn't take it anymore. Wait until I share what I witnessed because I watched them like a hawk. Um, Because I watched them last year. You can learn an awful lot from just watching those two. Uh, And um, wait until I tell you the real story about their dramatic walkout where they just couldn't take it anymore. Coming up in just a second. Also, uh, Chris Stewart is going to be joining us. Um, We have uh, Ezra Levant coming with us. And also uh, John Miller, who is our White House correspondent. He's going to be here. He is a very good friend of mine. He was actually my intern and then my assistant for a while. He went to Columbia University. He's a black guy. And um, uh, you want to talk about unpopular. In his last class, they were asking, which fascist dictator, this is his professor at Columbia, which fascist dictator um, would they compare me to? And here's this guy who hadn't said anything the whole term. And he raises his hand, and uh, the teacher says, looks at this black kid, yeah. And he said, I don't know, I'd, I'd go the other way. I, I think I'd compare him to Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it was great. And I think the correct answer on the dictator thing is probably Idi Amin, just from size, a size uh, observation. <laughs> <laughs> well, laugh it up, you two clowns. <laughs> laugh it up. All right. Uh, I got a congressman to laugh at my fat joke. I, I'm laughing because you might have just lost your job. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Thomas, you are running for re-election. I am, Glenn. Right. I'm and a you're running for punishment. Yeah, and you are a... You know, you said something to me the other day that I really... I really appreciate it. I hope I, I'm not sharing anything that I shouldn't. But you said, um, you know, I'm actually really grateful for this challenge, this yeah. primary, because you can so easily forget how hard it is to get here. And the people that, you know, are, you're serving unless you're 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 reminded every two years. I am reinvigorated to serve another eight years because of this challenge. I mean, the the people who supported me the first time, it's a chance to reconnect with them yeah. and also meet new friends yeah. who have gotten to know or have gotten to know me, and now I'm going out and meeting them, and I'm, I'm finding out how important it is to some people that I'm here. Uh, and it's just it's reinvigorated me. Now, the 100, next 104 days are going to be a tough slog. Yeah. Well, not as tough as you might have thought, because I know you have a challenger. Yeah. And, yeah. What's his name? Uh, uh, I whatever. don't know. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I can't right remember. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this guy is presenting himself as a giant Trump fan and Trump supporter. He's chief of the bag of people. Yes. Right. He even put Trump's hair in his logo. He thinks it's cute to, that it would be a subliminal suggestion to people that he's Trump's guy. Because he can't run to the left of me in Kentucky. Nobody wants a lefty in a Republican Mm -hmm. primary. And he can't run to the right of me. 
there's, it's not even a credible <laughs> proposition, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> even my colleagues in Congress don't believe that's possible. <laughs> right. And so he's decided to try and run to the Trump of me mm-hmm. uh, because he's pulled some statistic from an ABC News website that says, you know, only 70 percent of the time have I supported Trump. But those that statistic is based on a voting record. And I went and looked at the the votes that they're using Mm. for the 30 percent. And they are debt limit increases. They are omnibus bills. They're continuing resolutions. They're arms to Saudi Arabia. They're even the vote. They even count the vote to reauthorize the FISA court. (laughs) <laughs> that spied on the president. Wow. If you didn't vote for that, they're saying wow. you didn't support the president. Right. Ultimately, they're saying that because the president signed those bills. Okay, now here mm. I'm going to play this commercial. Um, is this from your campaign? I saw yeah, this the other day. It and is. I want it. Kids, yeah. if there are any kids listening to this, clean up your Facebook page right now if you ever plan to run for office. Yeah. Because this guy didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and look what they found. Listen. I'm Thomas Massey, and I approve this message. He's even worse than a never-Trumper. Todd McMurtry is a Trump hater. Look at his Facebook page. Trump would never be my choice. I hope the military disobeys his order and stages a coup. Sad but true, Trump is the epitome of a weak male. Trump is an idiot. Hillary is right. He is temperamentally unqualified to be president. Siding with crooked Hillary. That's Todd McMurtry, the Trump hater. (laughs) Kids, clean up your Facebook page right now. If you're 12 years old and you're thinking about running for city council. (laughs) And uh, is that all you found? Oh, no, there's more. There's more. That's kind of the highlights, really. Yeah, so uh, he's – what do you suppose is going to happen to any support that he may have had? Because that's – he really was presenting himself as, you know – The Trump guy. The Trump guy. But he's he's a Trump hater. Uh, he's an opportunist, Glenn. And the swamp up here, there are people up here that don't like the fact that I'm an independent voice. Yeah. I don't always follow – the party. I'm not in lockstep with anybody but my voters in Kentucky. Give me your website where people can help you win. ThomasMassey.com. <laughs> my, my last name is spelled M-A-S-S-I-E. Okay, Thomas Massey, thank you so much. Thank you, Glenn. God bless you. All right, back in just a second. I can't wait to give you my full uh, picture of the State of the Union. We'll do that a little later on in the uh, program. We have uh, Congressman Chris Stewart uh, from uh, Utah who is is with us. He is on the uh, what 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 committee are you on? I'm on the House Intelligence and Appropriations, which are two yeah. great committees, and also Budget because yeah. I think the debt actually matters. Yes, it. Does. Imagine You're the that. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, but uh, you were part of the you, – you had to sit there with Adam Schiff the whole time. Yeah, it was fun watching him and the others. And, and that's the thing that I'm not sure people see or hear back home because when, like when the president introduces his guests, the cameras focus on the, on the guests. And what they don't see are the Democrats sitting there and in some cases actually booing and kind of hissing. They're like this kind of like a second grade. When they had when he reunited the the army family yeah, yeah. at the end, they were actually groaning through that. They were like, oh, come on. I saw people turning around, looking at each other like 
I don't know what they were saying, but they were like yelling at each other. They were so mad. Yeah. They were yelling what they wanted to say to him. They were saying to each other during that really nice moment. Yeah. And America didn't see it. And yeah. they should. Or they the, should. Or the little girl that he gave the scholarship to. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they should. They, they should. According to their constituencies and their interests that they claim is important to them, they should have been clapping and cheering for that for, to give her this opportunity. And instead, they sit on their hands. And, you know, it's funny. You, you mentioned Adam and I watched him and it was very clear. He knew that the cameras are going to be on him at any time. Mm-hmm. So he was always careful. But his face never changed for the whole hour and a half. He just sat and stared with this painted on smile. And I know it bothered him. And it was a lot of fun to watch because yeah. he could see the energy and the support. And he knows, and this is really important, Glenn, he knows that they messed up. He knows that this you is backfire. So? I do. I do. I think he's, uh, look, there's, Adam is a lot of things, but one of the things he is is, is smart. And, and he can see and read and observe. And, uh, and I'm not saying he wouldn't do it again. I'm certain that he would. But he also knows that they failed in convincing the American people that this president is... is uh, they made him stronger. Yeah, absolutely. They made him stronger. Absolutely. If that president, the one I saw last night, showed up for the next, what, 270-some days, uh, every day that was the president that showed up, I think he would win in a Reagan-style landslide. He, it, it was... He, that was presidential. That was positive. Um, looking forward, no little snipes. I mean, it was good. It was it was terrific. I mean, I, I've talked to so many people. You know, they call and, and say, "Hey, what did you think? What was like?" And so many people have said to me, "You know, there were a number of times I actually was brought to tears last night." Yeah. I mean, it was an emotional, very positive. Really That's was. the other thing is there was nothing negative about this speech. Yeah. It was very, very positive. That's not what the left is saying. That's not what CNN and everybody else they're saying. This was a destructive dividing speech I, I have a hard time finding it well you, you have to you have to scratch really down low to find something I mean look some of the policies they disagree with I get that uh, but but this is a very forward-looking very I thought uniting event and it could have been if anyone had any hope and open heart about this at all so is Nancy Pelosi has she gone totally insane I mean I can't imagine what she was how she thought that was a win last night for her to do that and if i may can we play the joe wilson moment this is this is from uh an obama um uh state of the union listen to this there are also those who claim that our reform efforts would ensure illegal immigrants this too is false the reforms the reforms i'm proposing would not apply to those who are here illegal Look at Nancy Pelosi's face there. And Joe Biden just shakes his head in despair. And this was a big deal. Joe Wilson was right. Last night in the president's speech, he is saying we're stopping all of this health care going for free to illegal aliens. So Joe was right. It was in the bill the whole time. That was a week-long walk of shame. I think they tried to censure him, did they not? Yeah, I believe they did. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to do something to call attention to this. As I was saying to you before I, we came on the air, we just left a meeting where they're considering their options. But she is the Speaker of the House, but she is also just a member of the House. And she has to abide by the same decorum that the rest of us have to. And what she did, and it was such a mistake. It was so unnecessary. It was so calculated. I mean, she planned on doing this. And how she thought that was a win, I just don't, I just don't get it. It's like you said, has she lost her mind completely? It's, it's their, their dream driven 
I've never understood the the Trump derangement syndrome. Um, and I think some people were driven by that with with Barack Obama. They just could, were so blind by the lies and everything else. They couldn't they just couldn't get past it. We yeah. just stopped talking about it. We just were like, OK, well, you know, American people have made their choice. You know, great. Yeah. Let's look to the future. These guys, they can't. I'm. They are driven by their hatred for him. Which is going to make the election night in November so much fun. Yeah. Because I agree with you. I think the president, I think the president is in a wonderful spot right now. I think he's in a very strong spot right now. And they, as you said, hate him so viscerally. I can't imagine what it's going to be like then when he's reelected and reelected, I think, in, in, a, in a pretty powerful way. You know, what's amazing to me is um, what happened with Rush Limbaugh last night and their reaction they they have people on their side that have received presidential medals of honor that i have thought this is this a marxist what what are you doing you know and there's been people also that have done really good in the past and then politically i completely disagree with them but i can sit there and see okay you know this person yeah. means a lot to half of the country whatever um they couldn't even do that. No, and you may disagree with someone, but you still recognize that they were a leader and that they uh, were a proponent, a powerful proponent for things that they believed in. Right. Uh, and we may not agree with those things, but they're still a powerful leader, and we right. need to recognize that. That's all we were looking for last night. And, and not even, I don't even think that. Here's a guy, I mean, for the president to do that and to present it to him, which is a first, to present it to him uh, <clears throat> should, uh, would lead one to believe uh, that he is, he's very ill. He's very ill. And, um, and that was a humanitarian thing yeah. to, to do. Uh, and they couldn't even give him that. Yeah. Well, you know, and so their reaction was very predictable there, but I'll tell you what isn't predictable. And it's even harder for me to understand. And that's when the president says things like, you know, America is the greatest country God's ever given to man. They and it. they sit on their hands and scowl. Yeah. Uh, and if I were the president, I would turn to him and I'd repeat it and I'd say, I'm going to say it again. America is the greatest gift ever given to man and, and have the cameras focus on them and have them sit there showing them scowling. I, I really think Congress should, you guys should, you guys should try to get cameras on them. Yeah. I've learned more uh, about your job and his job uh, in the last two years just going to the State of the Union. You know, Tanya and I went to uh, the White House Correspondents' Dinner once. And honestly, I went home. I went to the hotel, and I took a shower. Yeah. I felt dirty after that. It was awful. And I, both of us were like, never again. We left early and never, ever again. So I kind of expected that kind of thing here, and it's not. And you really, you learn so much. When I, I watched uh, Rashida Tlaib and Elon Omar, and I watched them the whole time. And when I go through and describe what they were doing the entire time, and then they walked out and they issued the statement. We couldn't take it anymore. It is, I mean, I watched it. It was a performance. It's a performance. They don't care. Yeah, you know, uh, 
Barack Obama and I didn't agree on very much. Uh, and and there were some things that uh, that he said and did that I found deeply offensive and I thought were unconstitutional and, and a danger to our republic. But I still went to the State of the Unions, and when he said something positive and true, I stood up and, and acknowledged mm-hmm. that. Uh, they just can't do it. Uh, they just can't do it. And it's not that it, it was you don't even have to give him credit. You could just say America. Yeah is stronger it's yeah. better the economy is stronger how can you deny the the evidence when when remember barack obama was saying that there are you know because of me x number of jobs have been created or saved yeah and you couldn't count saved yeah. what do you mean yeah. saved yeah this is an actual unemployment number and they're like, well, the president is juicing those numbers. It's the unemployment number. Yeah, which is the lowest in my lifetime. Right. And the lowest ever for Hispanic community, right. African-American, and other, the women and others. But, but putting that aside, coming back to this other thing, you have this little girl who they just changed her life by giving her this scholarship. And they sit on their hands and boo. You have the Tuskegee Airmen, a hundred years old, that was a amazing. World War II hero. Yeah, and they won't even acknowledge him. And the only reason is not because they don't like him; it's because they will not give this president a win on anything. They won't acknowledge that he can do or say anything positive for they, our country. I think they hurt themselves. This impeachment was a huge mistake, critical no. error on their point, uh, on their part. Look at what they are uh, doing in Iowa. They had low voter turnout. They don't really have a candidate that anybody is coalescing again uh, uh, for. They're going to continue to have lower turnout. With the president last night, this is the first president that has overtly courted uh, the uh, minority. Yep. Everybody else has written them off. Reagan kind of did. He just included everybody, I think. He just included everybody as an American. And and um, and he there was no hostility there. Um, you have this president who is who is not ceding the ground that Republicans have ceded since the 1960s. And, and he's exactly right to do that. He shouldn't concede that ground. I mean, he can go to the African-American community, as he does, and he asks them, what have the Democrats done for you in your lifetime? Yeah. And the answer isn't, isn't that much. Yeah. And then he can make this argument. Look what we've done, done for you or tried to do for you, for all Americans. And it's a lot. And, and, you know, it turns out the American people aren't as stupid as some people think they are. And they can look at their own lives and say, you know what, I really am better off now than I was three years ago. And I'm more hopeful for my future than I was three years ago. And if they can answer those questions in a positive way, I think a lot of them would say, why wouldn't I support this president? Um, on a final note, um, you are, um, you've been on this impeachment committee the whole time trying to ring the bell and trying to you know uh, let everybody know what was really going on i appreciate you sitting through all of those you're one of the very few that i've given a um uh an advance to in fact uh here it is uh this is the special tomorrow that i'm doing good chris this is We've worked about uh, two and a half months on this special. And uh, I will tell you that this is worse than we thought. 
all of this is backed up. We have all of the paperwork. Please look into this. This will shock even the left. I think the left will turn uh, against Barack Obama, mainly. Uh, there is something that was going on that we reveal tomorrow that is, um, well, it's it was one of the worst scandals in my lifetime with another president. Well, well, Glenn, if I could just very quickly, thank you for that. You have done, and a few others, but you have done remarkable work on this. And this is important work. You, you, you said thank you for the work we've done on, the, on impeachment, on the Intelligence Committee. I'm more proud of anything, the work we did previous to that, where we said for three years, hey, the Department of Justice, the FBI, and some of these directors were corrupt, and they politicized so, these agencies in a way that destroys our democracy if we would not have known that. So are we, I've only got about 30 seconds, are you going to pursue it? Are we going to pursue it as a nation and clean this up? Well, I tell you who I have great faith in, and I really miss. Attorney General Barr is very serious about this. He's committed to doing it. He doesn't have a dog in this race, and he doesn't have to make a name for himself. I'm very hopeful. Okay. Chris Stewart from Utah, thank you very much, Congressman. Just uh, got out of the uh, hallway with the congressman where I passed him the information we have, and he looked at it and said, how, how do you find this stuff? <laughs> and I said, really good research. T- tomorrow, is, uh, tomorrow is something that I hope you will watch and share with your friends. It must be investigated. This one is constitutional. It goes to the Constitution of the United States. And it's the final million-dollar question on Ukraine. Yeah, really, a billion-dollar question. Yeah, uh, it is. Ukraine, the final piece. It's a special. It goes tomorrow. Uh, if you go to blazetv.com slash Glenn, you could subscribe with 20 bucks off if you use the code GB20OFF. Tell your friends, watch it on our YouTube, Blaze TV YouTube channel. It's free for everybody. Also, if you're a subscriber, you'll get it. We need your support so we can continue these specials. And also, in that special... Uh, a major announcement also about the Glenn Beck television program. You're listening to Glenn.